When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, folks, as you know, every weekday morning when I'm done at 10 o'clock, oh, this guy coming up next is terrific. He really is. Does a great radio show after me. And then, of course, a spectacular TV presence, whether it's Fox and Friends every morning on Fox News or his own show, which I love. Been a guest on a bunch of times. One Nation, 8 p.m. on Saturday nights on Fox News. He is the great Brian Kilmeade. Now, I get a, uh, a message from Brian's radio producer, Allison, who's a lovely girl. I love her. And she says, um, tomorrow will you join Brian at 11.35? This was yesterday. And I said, sure. That's a big-time show, 100 markets, blah, blah, blah. So then I go play basketball with my son Gabriel last night. I'm an old man. And uh, I go up for a shot. I come down, and I go, oh, my God, I think I just tore my hamstring. Not only do I think that, then I hit the ground. I scrape my leg, my knee. I'm bleeding everywhere. So I can barely walk this morning. And after my show is over, I've got to make that long trek over to 48th and 6th to the Fox News building to do Brian Kilmeade show. But for Brian, I'm going to do it. But just so you know, Brian, I am playing big-time injured today. Wow. I had no idea these series of events that took place. <laughs> and normally you would have called in sick? Um, yes. In most cases, this was uh, this is a serious enough injury to spend the day with heat on my hamstring. But uh, when you get in a 7.1 in the mornings and Brian Kilmeade invites you middays, you go to work. <laughs> and we're over 100 markets. We're, we're, we're around 200 now. So it's going to be worth it. And I can get some Bactine for you to make sure there's no infection. You know, when you scrape yourself on, a lot of times these these uh, these uh, the cement courts that you play on are not yeah, sanitary. That's true. These are gorgeous courts down by Battery Park. And uh, anyway, I did uh, watch the Mets lose. I watched a little bit of the Yankees. I watched the Nuggets beat the Lakers a little bit. Then I went to bed. And here we are this morning. But the biggest story, of course, is uh, the mayor. And uh, I am very upset with the mayor. We haven't had dinner in quite some time. I'm reluctant to call him my very good friend these days because he's part of the problem, quite frankly, in this illegals. I don't call them migrants illegals. 122 hotels, 20 gyms. Little kids aren't going to school. Uh, They're scared to death of these people. They're kicking out veterans in hotels in upstate New York by my mom's house in Monticello. This has turned out to be a complete disaster. Disaster. And quite frankly, the mayor hasn't done much to fix it, has he? Well, I love that he, I'm going to look on the positive side. I love that he is calling out Biden, not as much as he should. And I love the fact that he's kind of visiting this sanctuary city status. He says, it was there before I got here. We'll take a look at it. Now, what I don't like is not communicating. I mean, I know he doesn't want to get no for an answer, but just saying I'm going to eye 20 schools to put to put illegal immigrants in the gyms. I mean, this might be, these guys might be the best people in the world or the worst. If you're a parent, you can't take that risk. And now the parents are saying, I'm going to keep my kids home as protest. And I'm thinking to myself, didn't we just go through this? These kids can't be home. They have to be in school. In fact, we have to be working out, and this is another conversation, 
extra summer school. All the kids are trailing big time in New York City. All the kids are trailing behind the rest of the country uh, because of our terrible teachers unions and our decisions to keep them out of school so long. And even though we put tons of money into it, instead, uh, keeping the kids out, I don't think should be an option. But putting kids into gyms with, with other students, I mean, is it really, are we really at that point now? It's gross. And I know that Coney Island, for example, parents are protesting. They're furious. Other spots in Brooklyn, the illegals are walking amongst the kids. I know some of these schools, the gym is not inside the building, but some they are. And these kids are walking right past people who have not been vetted. We have no idea. So it's a it's a complete nightmare. But I got to give credit to guys like Ed Day up there in uh, Rockland County because yeah. they fought it. And guess what? Those illegals never got to Rockland. So, for example, my neighborhood, which is gorgeous in Queens right on the beach, they are planning on bringing a whole bunch of illegals to uh, Fort yeah. Tilden. Uh, as well as now Riverhead on Long Island and other spots. And I got to tell you, I've got Vicky Palladino, Brian, coming on today, Joanne Ariola coming on on Friday, and I'm going to fight this with Margaret Powers and others. I'm going to fight this just like Ed Day did in Rockland County because at the risk of sounding not very nice, I don't want these people in my neighborhood. Sorry. Well, you know, you know, it's, that is totally natural. We want to know who's coming in and coming out. That is totally uh, that is that goes without saying in America. But you know, when the mayor turns around and says, well, you're sending me illegal immigrants because I'm a black mayor. And if you don't want to take illegal immigrants into your town, you're a bigot. That's where that's where the rubber hits the road with me and the mayor. Well, that's why because they I, I, know there's real racism, uh, uh, right? And they know when there's real big bigots. And this is not an example of that. That's why and when you get I, called I, that, yeah. When I it started off the people con- just say I'm done. Right. When I started off the conversation by saying, um, going backwards on the mayor, he does that racist stuff all the time. He called Dead Day a racist and an anti-Semite, by the way, which is ridiculous because there are tons <laughs> of Jews in Rockland County. He called the governor of Texas a racist. He called, you know, he's talking on and on about. Jordan Neely, how he's my brother. He's black. He's brown. I mean, Eric Adams goes to that way too often. I've told him on this show to stop doing it. He doesn't stop doing it, and that's part of the problem. He makes everything a racial issue, and I got to tell you, Brian, that's very dangerous. Well, how about this? I mean, you saw what happened on Friday. He's given a commencement address at one of these uh, uh, the city colleges, and they turned their back on him because they said he did not take Jordan Neely's side right away and ask for the immediate arrest of uh, of uh, of Danny. And of course, he shouldn't. Then he eventually caves and then goes to Jordan Neely's side. So he's in the middle where he's alienated those on the left, like AOC, and then he alienates people on the right, like, let's say like you. And or other people that aren't even political that are just trying to live their lives and all of a sudden they're being called a racist and a bigot. So he's in no man's land politically. So he's not too conservative. He's not too liberal. And to me, he's he's like a weather vane rather than a man on a mission to solve problems like you would say maybe Bloomberg was like it or not. The guy was trying to solve problems every day and he literally switched three parties. So he's hard to get a hold of. But I don't know what Eric Adams is doing on a on a daily basis. He's a light years better than the previous mayor, but on a on a daily basis, he's just all over the map. I just wish he'd stick with it. But get you know this. The one thing is correct. The one thing that's happening that that Joe Biden can't control. He is hurting these Democratic mayors in every major city because he can't control the border. He's got the worst policies and the worst people in the world. And now it's boomeranging on him. He loves when Abbott gets mad at him, but he can't handle it when Adams does. 
Yeah, you said it best. Democrat mayors, not black mayors, because as we said, if Bill de Blasio, white guy, was still the mayor, Mr. Mayor Eric Adams in New York City, they'd still be shipping de Blasio migrants. It ain't black. It's blue. Talking about Joe Biden and his policies, the border, of course, is still a mess. I know they're cheering over there that since Title 42 went away, the crossings are down. And believe it or not, they're taking a victory lap. How about this? 88 terrorists. 88 terrorists could be one of those folks in Coney Island right now, including just yesterday, an Afghan terrorist found at the border. This is also no joke. This is really serious stuff. This is putting our country, our country's security uh, in jeopardy. I mean, this guy, Mayorkas, if this is not dereliction of duty and Joe Biden, Brian, I don't know what is. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening. And if anyone goes down there, they see it. My, my thing is they went from 10,000 a day, which is a record, to 5,700. And they say we cut it in half. Well, you already destroyed it. And you got 50% down from your all-time record. And the people are still on the other side of the border. They're just trying to figure out when to cross. Also, credit the Texas Lone Star Group. They, instead of just picking these people up, they're starting boxing them out, sending them back, and putting up in real time these razor wire fences, saying, sorry, you can't come in. So that message gets out, and suddenly these people go, you know, it's not worth it going here. I'm going to go to the port of entry. When they go to the port of entry, only because of local officials, when they go to the port of entry, they've, they've realized if they ask for asylum and don't do the use the app first, they could be banned for five years, which I don't know how you reinforce that. But do you know there's a national call in Texas? They're now asking for everyone to send their National Guard down, and Florida has already answered the call. Wow. Not surprised. Uh, The cover of today's New York Post, Brian Kilmeade, reads, Whack job. How Hillary, the FBI, and the press plotted to destroy Donald Trump. My dear friend Michael Goodwin, he's on both of our shows often, on my show yesterday. He talks about how the deep state stabbed Donald Trump in the back. Now, I know that Nicole Wallace at MSNBC and Joe and Mika there said there was nothing to the Durham report, nothing to it. What a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. They're wrong. There was a lot to it. Your thoughts on the Durham report being released, which absolutely exonerates Donald Trump from what we already knew the Russian hoax. I mean, I'm going to break it down on the show today, and we're going to do this a lot. You know, Lindsey Graham's calling for the return for the Russia-Trump collusion that didn't exist. The Columbia Law Review has looked at it and blew up the New York Times. They talk about how the FBI, even Peter Strzok said to the New York Times, they said, you know, you're way off on this story. And it says the FBI couldn't breach for a comment. He said, I commented, and you didn't put it in. They ran with this story. Even Bob Woodward came out and said, you know, this is pretty bad reporting. And not only did they not get discredited for it, they're holding on to their Pulitzers and their Edward R. Murrow trophies for a story that didn't exist, that muddied up this country's politics, destroyed families. Barbecues never happen because Trump is including with Russia. No, he isn't. Okay, stop calling me. And I'm not exaggerating. People listening right now could probably name four or five people, friends and family they don't talk to anymore because of Trump. And most of it's because they thought he sold out and illegitimately won an election because Russia put him there. Nothing about that stands up. And for you, when when Joe and Mika and all these other people say that there's nothing there, it shows me they haven't read it. 
or they get it's impossible for them to comprehend what they read. Or one of their staffers who were reading them out loud didn't tell them the whole story. Because if you read the summaries and the 300 pages, you realize there's no way you read that and didn't don't say we were totally. Yeah, duped. but but here's here's and, what's and, the, and there was no there there. Right, but here's what's dangerous about the media. They do know better. Don't forget Joe Scarborough, and he's only on because he's on in the newsroom. I watch you every morning, obviously, but he's on in the newsroom. He was a Republican most of his life. He knows better. He knows 1,000% the Durham report is accurate, but this is where the media becomes so dangerous. Caitlin Collins, last week, for example, at CNN, they know it's true. They know the Durham report is accurate. But in their attempt every single day to destroy Donald Trump and make sure he can't run or win again in 2024, they lie. They lie every day. It's not they're not aware of it. They didn't read it. They know they just lie every day because guess what? There are no repercussions. On the Republican side, somebody lies, you get a lawsuit. Democrats lie every day, no one cares. Hmm. I, I think there's a lot of people who are no longer involved in Republicans or Democrats who are independents, undecideds, or moderates. I think they care. They're, those aren't the ones with the bullhorn, but I think they care. And I think they could swing an election. And I just think if you get that message out there and keep pounding it, the people that are open to it, Joe Scarborough's not open to it. These people are not open to it. I, I, I was reading the Russia things. I remember talking to Republican senators and I said to him, you know, what's the Mueller report going to say? I'm like, what am I missing here? And they said, I don't know. I go, do you think anything's going on with the Trump camp? He goes, I don't know. And this is a Trump ally that told me that because because I you know some things that were going on we can't figure out and now we find out it was all a hoax they were building on each other so Sid you do your show I do my show you quote me as an unnamed source I quote you as an unnamed source all of a sudden we got two shows with unnamed sources saying the same thing it must be true that's what they were doing they were sourcing each other. Uh, and also the FBI, obviously Peter Strzok and others have an agenda. They hate Trump. They had a plan to destroy Trump. It was in text messages that Mueller discovered, not Brian or Sid. And this is this is what went into the fray. This was their whole objective. So they used the media and used the FBI apparatus to tell a story. And that story ended up hurting the country. And I'm going to go, go another step. I believe Vladimir Putin is evil, is our modern day Hitler and Stalin. And I have no respect for him. But we pinned stuff on him that he did not do. And it prevented us from dealing with our enemy like we did during the Cold War. We totally cut off relations. Who knows what could have happened had we been able to talk to them through diplomatic channels along the way with what, what this Ukraine situation or what they were doing in Syria. We just said, well, listen, every time Trump went up there, they said, listen, every time Trump talks to him, it just reinforces the story that he's in bed with Russia. So what happened? They didn't do anything. So for four years, this, well, our, our relations were in some mothballs. I talked to Nikki Haley yesterday. They said the, the Russians were laughing at us, saying, what do you think we did in your election? What do you think we're doing? Do you know all this stuff is not true? And then everyone says, you know, the Russians always lie. Well, it turns out this was the one time the Russians were saying, <laughs> yeah. we didn't do this. Yeah. And now it turns out they didn't. What does that tell you? This is not fun and games in politics and polls. This is foreign relations and war. I think it's so dangerous. Couldn't agree more, Brian. Well said. This is why you're a monster. 
10 a.m. every weekday on WABC and a superstar on Fox News. And I can't wait to hop on your show later on this morning, 1130 on Fox News Radio. Thank you for uh, hopping on this morning. You're on every week because you're great. I'll see you later on this morning, buddy. Thank you so much. I'm going to have a masseuse on hand to work your hamstring (laughs) while you're talking to me. (laughs) Or at least get me one of those chairs, those like massage chairs or something. Make it happen. You got it. It's on its way. (laughs) I'll see you later on this morning. Go get him, Sid. Uh, You too. There he is, the great Brian Kilmeade. Follows me every morning here on WABC at 10 o'clock. Really does a great job, as well as Fox and Friends and One Nation on Fox News. Hour 2 about to come your way with the great Curtis Sliwa. Keep it right here.